Hey everyone! Hi! If you're joining us for the first time, hi, I'm Em. And I'm Tima. Welcome to Bed Buds. Where we fall down the internet rabbit hole together, do a couple of nerdy deep dives along the way, and explore and react to the wildest stories from our friends and the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off by just acknowledging my haircut. <laughs> it's so cute. I think it's so cute. It's not... It's not not cute. Mm. It's just my hair was like approaching my butt. And I asked for a half inch trim and she took off legitimately five inches. It is so short. Um, I like it, but I was growing it out. I know. (laughs) I'm so bummed. And as she was finishing, she was like, oh, I took a lot off. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) you did. So... That's this. That's this look that we have going on right now. I'm really sad about it. I'm sorry. And it takes so long for curly hair to grow. Too. It really does. It really Jeez. does. But we're here now. It's it's short. Like, it's still cute. I like it. Like, it I is. just, I rocked short hair for a long time, but I was literally very proud of my long hair that I had been working <laughs> on. So it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I stopped, uh, I stopped going to the hairdresser like five years ago because they always... They always cut off too much, so I just cut it myself. You cut your own hair? Yeah, all the time. Like, do you have, like, hair cutting shears and, like, mm-hmm. all the... I don't even use the shears, though. I just use, like, hair cutting scissors. Uh-huh. Um, and I just make, like, a simple V and then shape around my face. Wow. Have you ever done any of those, like, fun TikTok? Like, the wolf cut or like, the, the butterfly cut? cut? Okay, you know, so one time I tried... Remember that ponytail method where you take, like, yeah. all your hair to the front? Don't do that. No, okay. <laughs> Don't do that. You'll get the choppiest cut in the world. Okay. Um, yeah, I did that once, and it took, it took hours of me trying to fix it. Oh no. Yeah. That's crazy that you cut your own hair, though. I cut my dog's hair. That's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you also same like kind of make your own shampoo and stuff, right? Yeah, I do. That's so cool. How'd you yeah. get into all that? I don't really know. I think because when I was younger, I used to make potions. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. I can relate. Just, just go out into the wild and like take leaves and like chlorine water and everything. Oh my and gosh. Just put them in bottles. Um, and so it kind of stuck with me, I guess. Okay, so you yeah. like learned how to actually do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I used to make perfume, quote unquote, for my mom when I was a kid. So I would go out to the garden and like cut off literally like all of her nice roses oh, that she no. had worked hard to grow. Yeah. And I would mix them with pool water. Yeah. Which I guess I was figuring out somehow that like the chlorine from the pool water like released the scent. I don't think I knew what I was doing, uh-huh. but I was like, it makes it smell a certain type of way. And I would just like mash it up in a Tupperware uh-huh. and then she'd come home and I'd just be like, mom, I made perfume for you. And she'd be like, thanks. <laughs> and then I'm sure she immediately threw it away. But I'd be like, are you going to wear it to work tomorrow? And she was like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you know, I think that's really sweet of you to think of her. To ruin her garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time you brought her perfume, she's like, oh. She's like, dang she, it. she ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, she cut off all my flowers. Classic me. Just ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that took a doctor. <laughs> well, you know. Um, also, speaking of my family, I should acknowledge that we have changed locations. For those of us watching, you might notice that we are in a different bed. Same mm-hmm. buds, mm-hmm. different bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say two two beds, two beds, one bed, two beds, two beds. I don't like Still where two this beds. Is going. Yeah. Okay, never mind. One bed, <laughs> one bed, two, two, 
different bed, bed. bed. We're in a different bed, bed, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my childhood bedroom. I just moved a couple weeks ago. Um, finally got an apartment doing big girl things. So, yeah, we are in my childhood bedroom now. Hence the dinosaur. It is our studio. Yes. Now. This is our studio. Officially. This is where the bed buds make. Bud out. Where we bud the bed. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that almost sounds like christening the bed. Oh, no. Don't say that. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're back to like two buds, one bed territory. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you want to get started? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, so this is from Reddit, and it's from r slash Emma the Asshole. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the asshole for admitting I regret having children? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <gasps> what? Okay, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. 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 My wife and I are both 42 and in marriage counseling after our marriage basically went to shit after having kids. One six-year-old and two four-year-old twins. A lot of issues and disagreements. Sorry, I was oh. like, how many how many twins? Okay, continue. Okay. So it's just one pair pair of twins. Who are four? Three kids. Six, four, four. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. A lot of issues and disagreements have come up in our marriage that have driven us apart, and I have been working through my resentment that going back for one more baby resulted in twins, including one which we are pretty sure has ADHD and ODD and is a nightmare child. Mm-hmm. Our counselor asked me if I would have children if I had to do it all over again, and I said, honestly, no. I love my kids and would take a bullet for them, but if I had the chance to go back to 24 when I finished grad school and can do my life over again, I wouldn't choose fatherhood. It is not the fulfilling experience everyone claims, and while I love my children, the sacrifices are not worth it to me. Mm. I had a much happier life before having children and have gone from someone who loved life to someone who just makes it through the day. Working a job he hates to provide for the wife and kids while silently wishing this wasn't my life. My wife is furious and taking it the wrong way. And even told our six-year-old, Daddy wishes you were never born. <gasps> Which makes me livid. You don't tell the kid that. Yes, I wish I never had kids, but I do love them. I would never hurt them or want to upset them. And I didn't say it to or in front of my kids, and I never ever will. I said it in marriage counseling. That should be a safe space to talk about feelings. It has become a huge fight. Our marriage is not going to be saved now. And I know she will try and use this against me in divorce court to try and get sole custody and take everything and lie to the kids who I do love and still want to be a dad to them. She is incapable of understanding that you can love your kids but also feel that parenthood was not the best choice for you. Am I the asshole for saying it, though? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm feeling so many feelings right now. Okay, Okay, gut reaction. He shouldn't have ever said that. Okay. I know he said, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Like, please, y'all let me know what you think. But, like, even though marriage counseling is, like, a safe space to say how you feel, like, I think there are still, like, thoughts that you keep to yourself. Just, like, mm. for, like, in life, I feel like there are certain things that you just never say out loud. Okay. Because there are things that you just can't ever take back. And, like, mm. one of them is to your partner saying, I regret having children. Like, that is just not something you can ever walk back. Yeah. Like, maybe <laughs> say that. In per, like, if you have a personal therapist, you can say that to them and work through those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then maybe once you've worked through them, tell your partner like, "I had had these feelings, but now I feel differently," or whatever. But like, okay, uh, I just don't know if that's something you could take back ever. Okay, so your issue is that he said it in front of his partner. 
Yeah, like, I guess I can't blame her for feeling some type of way that he said that. Like, okay, okay, I would definitely, if I were her, not know how to take that. And I don't think I'd ever look at him the same again. Like, I think it would ruin the relationship. Okay, okay. That being said, (laughs) she has no business telling her children that. Yeah, that's that's such a wrong move. That is disgusting. Mm. That you're just fully putting your relationship and your problems with your spouse above your children at that point. Like, you're using them as pawns in this war you have with each other yeah and ultimately the only thing it's going to do is hurt your kids because they're genuinely going to internalize that and think that their dad doesn't want them yeah that's not okay um as for him saying that he doesn't want kids Mm -hmm. um i do agree with you like saying it in front of his wife or to his wife i think in any setting is just like it it ruins something that you can't get back. Yeah, you know? it's just forever broken. Yeah, because you have those kids. You can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. That's not something that you can change. So saying it to your partner yeah. doesn't Who you have do the kids with, like who also loves the kids. Like, exactly. It's a commitment that you made together. Yeah, yeah. And now you're just saying, like, actually, my life has been ruined since we made this decision together. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can come back from that exactly. at all. Exactly. I feel that too. Um, but, you know, I do feel like parents who regret having children should have a space to talk about it um, because we can call it irresponsible. Yeah. But unfortunately, no one knows what parenthood looks like until they're in it. And some people realize too late that it, it's not for them. And they can't change it. You can't go back. You can't go back. You, that's like a huge decision. You can't go back. Yeah. Um, but it does happen. And like in order for these parents to accept their mm-hmm. situation and move forward with it and find the light back in their lives, yeah. they do need to talk about it. And they do need a space Agreed. to like, yeah. Agreed. I just think mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, again, maybe this is a hot take, but like. Is it a real valid emotion and like feeling that some people have? Absolutely. Is it an appropriate emotion? I don't think so. Like, I don't think it's something that you should just like accept. Like, I think it's something you should like validate and be like, I regret having children. Like, this is how I feel. I should talk to someone about it with the end goal of like changing the way that you feel. Yes. Like, I don't think you should just say, I regret having children and this is just the way that I feel and like, Everyone has to just, like, accept this about me, and now I'm going to be, like, an absentee father or whatever. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, that's something he should work towards with his own therapist Mm -hmm. to figure out how he can get past that. And not just being, like, just accepting it and, like, living in that, like, ugh, I hate my kids, I hate my life, like, the old ball and chain. Like, that's just not, like, okay, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's why they need a space to talk about it. Yeah. Because when you talk about it, you're able to heal and you're able to move on. And maybe even warn people who don't have kids yet mm. to really think about the choice before making right, it. Right. Um, I think it's good to talk about things like this because they're such big decisions that you cannot change. Well, that's also like a problem with our society, right? Of mm-hmm. like the I'm like society, am I right? But like <laughs> the like rose colored glasses of like it's your like responsibility and need to like have children. Like if you don't have children, you're like less than. Yeah. Because like having children is the ultimate most fulfilling thing you can do. And it's like for some people, absolutely. Yeah. For other people, absolutely not. Like mm-hmm. not everyone is meant to have kids. Not everybody wants kids. Like that is not the ultimate end goal for everyone and it shouldn't be. Yeah. And like 
I think that everyone should like look in the mirror and decide like, is this something that I want? Yeah. And if not, like that should, I think, like impact the decisions you make of like whether or not you have kids, the kinds of partners that you choose, the kinds of lifestyles that you lead. Like that's not something you like can take back. And it's something that I think you're like hard pressed to change your mind on or like compromise on. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just one of those decisions that yeah you really have to think through. Yeah. Like, okay. You choose a career, you hate it, you can change your career. Right. Okay. But <laughs> you give birth to a child, you can't yeah, just get rid of that child. Now. Yeah. It's not ethical, it's not okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. like, not to say that, like, adoption isn't cool. Like, maybe, like... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's different. If you have you know, a, like, an unwanted pregnancy yes. and you want to, like, adopt... Yes. Put the baby up for adoption. But, yeah, like, once you have a 10-year-old, you can't be, like... You can't, you can't just get rid of them. Uh, this isn't know? as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like if you have a child for like a year or two years, yeah, you can't. That's your that's your kid. That's like that's yours. Your, you make the decision at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I yeah. I don't know how. I cannot imagine their marriage ever recovering. And unfortunately yeah. for the kids, like the fact that the mom told them, like I can't imagine their relationship with their dad being and very so good, un- or with their mom. Yeah, once they're old enough to like process all of this and be like mom why did you tell me that like especially if the dad like does like love them and want to be with them and this affects a court ruling or something eventually they could totally be like mom why did you take us away from dad right it's just it's not a good situation at all no and also he totally loves his kids yeah that's very clear he just he just wouldn't do it again well does he love his kids he does i think so okay Maybe he loves his kids, but him calling that one child a nightmare child because they might have ADHD, that's, like, actually super icky. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. That's just, like, super yeah. icky. Like, even if he's not saying that out loud to the kid's face, like, those are the kinds of thoughts I feel like you shouldn't even be thinking. Like, it's one thing to be like, ah, oh, I'm having a bad day. Like, my kid is a nightmare today. But to mm-hmm. just be, like, point blank, like, my four-year-old is a nightmare child. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's a little rough. I don't know. I don't have kids. Like, it's it's hard. Maybe. I, that's the thing. Like, I think we have such a limited yeah. perspective on it. Because um, kids can be absolute nightmares. Like, my mom owns a Montessori. And... What? You didn't know that? You I did didn't not know, know. Do I know you? I literally don't know you. Yeah. Wait, say more. Well, yeah. She owns a Montessori. Okay. And um, I've been around kids a lot. And when there's a bunch of them... It's traumatizing. <laughs> and yeah. three of them, even just three of them. Yes, I don't Hard. I don't agree with the nightmare yeah, child yeah. <laughs> term. I don't agree with that. But I think maybe he wasn't really like thinking through it. Okay, you yeah. know what? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna read the okay. update because I think it's going to clarify a okay, little okay. bit for us. So I was gonna say, like, I have ADHD, right? Like, was I very difficult as a child? Probably, but I hope that my parents... Maybe <laughs> they hate me. I don't know. But I hope that they never were like, you're a nightmare child. Like... Yeah. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so... Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm, like, thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I'm a nightmare child. <laughs> Probably. Hmm? You? Okay. <laughs> Edit. Okay, this blew the fuck up, and there is no way I can reply to everyone's questions. But to address a couple, I have three kids, not four. One child is six, two or four. English is not my first language. And I forgot the comma. And even so, that (laughs) sentence would have been much clearer in my native language. When I say I resent having twins, I am not saying it is my wife's fault. But three Mm. children is more than we budgeted, bargained for. And I need to pick up a lot of overtime. 
that I would not have had to pick up if we had just two kids. And that is what I resent. That and the child with ADHD, ODD. Okay, okay. I rest my case. (laughs) I rest my case. My life is basically work and dealing with my kids. And do you know what ODD is? The child always refuses to do what is asked, gets angry and throws a tantrum when asked to do something he doesn't want to do, hits and kicks others, deliberately annoys and hurts others, is extremely spiteful, screams and kicks me constantly, always, all day, every day. Mm. It's exhausting and it is hell. Yeah, I wouldn't have him again. Most people wouldn't if they had to raise him. Just because I wouldn't do this over again doesn't mean I'm not committed to being a good dad and being present in their lives. I just would not do it over again if I could redo my adult life. My first kid was not born at 24. I just said that because if I could do my whole post-university life differently, I would change some other things too, mainly career. And to be honest, after all this, I regret marrying my wife, which is why I said it that way. Ah, Regarding, He just wants to take it all back. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I'm not done. Oh, gosh. Regarding calling the ADHD ODD twin a nightmare, go Google what that means. It is very difficult to manage, and he has even been kicked out of three daycare places because they could not handle him, and my parents even refused to babysit him. We never get a break from home, and no one can handle him. Yeah. Okay, so um, I did not read that update fully i was gonna say he doesn't love his kids he does not i'm i take it back i take it back (laughs) you're like wait for it wait for it he loves his kids i swear (laughs) and then i was reading and i was like oh maybe not i don't think so yeah yeah no i don't i don't i don't like this guy i'm sorry he's extremely aggressive when he talks about this child again is it hard to raise his kid absolutely mm-hmm. i'm certain twins in general sounds mm-hmm. like extremely difficult yeah more than one kid sounds like a lot one kid frankly sounds like a lot yeah but like it's giving i hate my child it's giving i don't want to be here it's giving like i love them in the sense of like there's like that like intrinsic like this is my flesh and blood yeah. but there's nothing beyond that like it's like i yes. love him but i hate him yes like, I understand what he's saying, that it must be really, really difficult to have yeah. a kid um, who's a little more difficult than other yeah, kids, of right? Like, I understand it might be really difficult, but talking about your child this way is too much. You and know? his whole family. Like, he literally just yeah. said, like, I wish I didn't have this family. Yeah, he just regrets his whole life, yeah. essentially. Like, I feel like other parents in this situation would be like, my kid is really difficult. My life is really difficult. Like, yeah. it's really hard. But I would do it all over again. Like, right. that's normally <laughs> right. the caveat that they make. And he's like, my kid is difficult. My life is difficult. And I wish none of it existed. Yeah. Like, ah, I hate my like, wife. I hate my I lost kids. You. Yeah. Oh, God. I hate my career. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. He just regrets everything. He needs, um, he needs therapy. He needs help. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. like, marriage therapy, sure. But I think he needs, like, individual yes. therapy as yes. well. Absolutely. Which, honestly, everyone does. Yeah. Everyone could benefit from therapy, yeah. but yeah. And, you know, maybe if he changed his career, yeah. he would be a bit happier. That's true. And it would lead him to a point where he can kind of accept the other things in his life and yeah. move on, move forward through it. Yeah. Gosh, that's really unfortunate. I hope the kids, like, never, like, I'm just worried about them getting dragged through, like, something really mm-hmm. awful and all of this coming to light, like, even more so of, like, I especially hate you, kid with ADHD. That's really hard. I know. Anyways, um, you want to move on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's Wait, actually? Okay, before you move on, I saw okay. these. 
Yes. And I'm curious, do you do tarot cards? I used to. Okay. I've forgotten pretty much everything, mm-hmm. but like every once in a while, I'll just like pull one um, and Google what it means. <laughs> and like, that's my tarot card for the day. Okay. Do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. It looks so pretty. Let's do like some shuffle ASMR. Oh, that was a vet. Uh, that kind of sounded, yeah. <laughs> R rated. Oh, no. Oh. I didn't even think about that. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to be wholesome I'm here. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Mm. <laughs> Could have been some, better. I tried to do some shuffle ASMR, but that wasn't great. All right. Okay. Pick a card. Oh, I'm picking one. Okay. All right. Pick a card. The Queen of Wands. Oh, so you have to Google it because you're not. An yeah, I don't know what that means. Reader. Please hold. <laughs> so I know nothing. Turns out, <laughs> I tried to like read the little booklet, and it was really embarrassing. Yeah, um, it's so been a minute. We just we just cut it out. Sorry, you're not gonna hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna remember how to read tarot and uh-huh. like Google it and actually try to be good at something before putting it out there for the world to see. But yeah, okay. sorry about that. Hold on, I just want to say. Emily is, like, one of the most talented <laughs> individuals I know. Just this time, she's disappointed yeah, me. Just this, was, this once. Oh, wow. You, like, are so good at wrapping an insult in a compliment. That's actually such a skill. Thank I was like, so oh, my God, thank you. Wait. Oh, I'm disappointing. <laughs> well, thanks, I think. Yeah. And also, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to launch into my story now that right. I've been thoroughly embarrassed on the internet. <laughs> Um, if anyone knows what the Queen of Wands is, though, please let us know yeah. because I'm useless. In simpler terms, because that was too much. Yeah. <laughs> to read. All right. So this is coming from r slash relationships, and it was posted three years ago. It's called My Husband, 31 Male, Hates When I, 31 Female, Won't Share My Food. We've been together 10 years and married for one. I have executive functioning disorder and managing my emotions is difficult for me. There has been an issue with food sharing as long as I can remember and I've been working on trying to let it go, but now I need him to work on respecting me when I say no. Basically, as the title says, I hate sharing food, I'm actively eating. Mm. Buying things for the household fridge and pantry is a non-issue for sharing. Sometimes I need to remind him to let me know when something is low and other times I just point out what is for my work lunches. Ever since I can remember, he would steal food from my plate either while I was watching him do it with annoyance or when I walked away and couldn't see. I feel like I am constantly telling him to simply ask me if it's okay to take the item first, Mm -hmm. and I will usually say yes, but sometimes I don't want to share and I need him to be okay with me saying no. He says he understands, but it's rarely respected. It has resulted in me holding in my annoyance when he does that. Does he offer me bites of his food? Rarely. And I don't ask because I'm interested in my own meal and don't like to mix a lot of flavors and textures. We regularly agree to share two different entrees at dinners out, which I'm happy to do. But something about him stealing the food from my plate irritates me and makes me feel disrespected. It doesn't give me the option to say no. And even when I do say no, I'm forced to share if I want to avoid an argument. Mm. Today, I was eating a fajita entree from Chili's that I ordered with work friends on Friday. (laughs) It's always Chili's. They forgot the tortillas, so I saved it and bought tortillas over the weekend. And I told my husband I would set aside one of the three fajitas for him to eat later. He came in asking for a bite of mine because he didn't feel good. 
I said no and reminded him that I set aside one for him, but that wasn't good enough apparently because he wanted a bite of mine right now. Mm. In an exasperated and annoyed tone, I said, no, I don't want to share. This is my lunch from Friday that I never got to eat and I already said I would share with you and it's there whenever you want it. His response was, are you fucking kidding me? You won't share one bite? I'm telling you I don't feel good and you won't even give me a bite? You're unbelievable and you're so fucking selfish. Fine, take the freaking bite then. I cannot believe you're starting this right now. I am trying to relax and eat my meal before work. I need you to start respecting my boundaries. I'm allowed to say no. Plus, you're not feeling well. Do you want me to get sick too? I called him an asshole for calling me selfish. Mm. He took a bite and stormed off to the bedroom and the fight escalated. Him calling me selfish for not sharing is a typical response. Yesterday at Father's Day lunch, I had no problem sharing a bite of my burger, but I want to be able to choose when I share and when I don't. He also offered my food to others when I never offered to share and when they weren't even asking. When I get annoyed, I receive a glare and a lecture about sharing. Why can't I just not want to share food? Am I really so horrible and selfish for not sharing? I know we grew up in different cultures. He's Indian-born, raised predominantly in the U.S., and I'm American-born and raised. But I respect his boundaries, so why is it so difficult for him to respect mine? I truly feel that I am a giving person, and the only thing I don't want to share is underwear and food. I gave my coworker a pair of clean socks I had in my locker because hers were soaked. I regularly participate in work potlucks or will periodically buy food for our night shift crew. I have no idea where to go from here as none of our conversations have been productive. I am tired of fighting about food. It feels so stupid, yet I feel so strongly, and he clearly does too. I don't think either of us is necessarily wrong, but his disregard for my needs and the subsequent fight is wearing me down. Mm. Yeah, um, he's definitely in the wrong here, yeah. in my opinion. I think it's a very clear boundary that mm. she's setting over and over again. And he's constantly disrespecting it just yeah. because he doesn't personally understand it. Um, which is like a big pet peeve to me. Mm. Just in relationships in general. Because you're not going to always understand the other person. Yeah. Or see where they're coming from. But you still should respect their boundaries and listen to them. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter whether or not you think that sharing is important or if you think that it's not a big deal. If she's telling you, like, hey, don't take food off my plate, like, period, don't take food off my plate. Mm -hmm. I actually have the same exact pet peeve, mm -hmm. uh, and my family does not respect it. Mm -hmm. My dad and my brother have gotten better at it, but my mom just, like, doesn't get it. Mm -hmm. Where I'm, like, exactly the same. Like, I could have written this. Mm -hmm. I've said that exact same thing. Like, mm -hmm. if you ask me for food, I will probably say yes, but do not just take it off my plate. Yeah. Like, okay. it's something like, well, uh, also for me, like, I don't know, I feel like I, like, curate curate my plate, like, in a certain way, even if it's, like, a piece of pizza, but in the sense of, like, I take the exact amount of food that I want to eat. Okay. So, like, if you take a bite off my plate, then I have to go and, like, replace that bit of food. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, if you tell me as I'm heating up the food, like, hey, I want some, then I'll say, okay, and I'll, like, add more food to my plate. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does make sense. And it, yeah, it just bothers me. I can, I can understand that, you know? It's, I mean, it's not something that, like, annoys me, but mm -hmm. I can understand how it would annoy someone yeah. you know because it's not like you're being selfish and just like not wanting to share yeah. it's very specifically like oh it's on my plate so I just want you to ask it. I just yeah. want you to literally ask or even yeah. if I have a bag of chips yeah and like we're watching a movie right like ask before you take the first chip and after yeah. that I'll probably more than likely be like oh yeah sure like grab however many you want and then yeah. from that point we can just like go back and forth like both eating out of the bag yeah but if you just like 
like if these aren't established as communal chips and yeah. you just like reach into my bag of chips i'm gonna be like are you literally joking <laughs> <laughs> like that would stress me out so much <laughs> i hate that i hate that okay good to know yeah good to yeah. know yeah this is actually um, appointed i remember that one time tuesday march 27th when you reached into my bag of chips <laughs> Remember that one time that I decided that I was going to hate you forever? Um, And then I made a plan to have a podcast with you so that I could expose you on the internet right now. But you're like not doing a very good job of it because you're lying. (laughs) Yeah, you've already called me disappointing in this episode. So I guess who's exposing who? Exactly. (laughs) It's backfired, didn't it? (laughs) It did. It did. Um, Yeah. No, like it's she's completely valid for that. Okay, so for Mm. me. I have I have a very similar thing with my room. So mm. I really don't like when people come in my room with like dirty feet or mm. shoes or anything like that, right? But certain people love to not listen to me. Like it's not me, right? No, no. no okay, no. the way you said certain people. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god, was it no, March 28th?" <laughs> not you i would have just said it straight up to you okay you you know (laughs) no like yeah there's just certain people who don't respect it at all and no matter how much i tell them they will continue to come in my room with shoes (sighs) and it's so frustrating because i actually go into a spiral and like start obsessively cleaning where they stepped like i will like shine a light to find their footprints and clean it yeah. Because it stresses me out so much. And it's just like, even if you don't understand it, just respect someone's boundaries. It's really not that difficult. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't get this at all. Yeah. The comments are in a similar boat to us. Mm-hmm. The first comment says, I'm just kind of lost with why the fuck he always wants what you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, true. The, yeah. the thing about the Chili's fajitas is mm-hmm. like crazy to me because she literally said, I have one in the fridge for you. And yeah. he said, no, I want a bite of the one that you're eating right now. It almost seems like he's trying to antagonize her. Kind of. Right? Like yeah. trying to push her buttons. Because like, what's their reason for that? Other than, I guess, just like maybe being lazy and like not wanting to heat up a whole fajita, especially yeah. if he like just wants one bite. Mm-hmm. Um, like I get, I get him asking, right? Yeah. Like, hey, can I have a bite of that? Mm-hmm. But then at that point, if she says, no, you have one in the fridge, maybe I would push back for one second and just be like i don't want a whole one i literally just want a bite but then if like after that point if she says no like i really want to eat this whole thing i'm like okay yeah i'm gonna go heat up the one in the fridge like exactly. period it's not worth going past that yeah but yeah. then he goes off and calls her selfish and yeah all of this stuff selfish unbelievable like what which is, is all that he like she told him already multiple times yeah he knows this about her yeah. and he it just seems very calculated to me. Also, him offering... This was actually wild. Him offering the food on her plate to other people. Yeah. is like, just bananas. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what is that? Like, oh, hey, do you, want, do you want some chips? Do you want some of my wife's chips? My wife would love to share her chips with you. And she's just like... Uh, uh. <laughs> and the people no, are like, please. I don't even want... Like, that is so weird. Yeah, no, I just don't... Like, I just don't get that, that level of, like, boundary pushing. Especially, yeah. like, with your partner like your life partner i'm like why why would you do that i think if you're mature Mm. you wouldn't be doing that yeah it's a very immature and childish thing it's very weird yeah op is pretty active with responding uh in the comment section so Mm -hmm. for example one person comments um 
I have this issue, wanting the food, not grabbing it without permission. It's a fear of missing out thing because the other person is clearly enjoying the food and or it looks slash smells good, combined with executive dysfunction that makes it work, that makes it more work than it's worth to go make a whole plate for myself when all I really want is a bite. I'm lucky that my husband is really indulgent about it to the point that he offers before I can even ask most of the time. But if it bothered him, I'd learn to live with that and go make my own. And then OP responds, thank you for the FOMO thought. That makes sense and could be part of it. I could start offering before he asks more often, but because I had already set one aside for him, I was annoyed that he wanted mine too. He even told me he didn't want to make the whole thing and just wanted a bite. And then OP actually updates and says, I asked him and he confirmed what I thought. He didn't want to build a whole fajita just to have one bite. Mm. To build a whole fajita? If you bring the fajita, we will build it. What is that? That's some sort of quote from something. Okay. (laughs) If he had calmly told me this before immediately getting upset, I may have responded differently and just given him the bite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. He's just got to be calm. Like, it's kind of like what I was saying. Like, yeah, if you just say like, oh, hey, I totally thank you so much for bringing me one. I actually just want a bite. Yeah. Okay. Just like explain the situation. I'm sure she would have been much more open to just. Yeah. Yeah. And she could still say no. Yes. And you would still have to respect that. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. My family is also just like, in addition to them stealing food from my plate, (laughs) there's like specifically with my mom. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like a, I don't know if it's like a Romanian culture thing or like Mm -hmm. just the way my mom was brought up, but she's like super like obsessive about sharing food. Mm -hmm. So like if I bring home, like essentially the, the, the philosophy in my house is like, if you're not going to share food, don't bring it home at all. Okay. So like I can never bring leftovers from a restaurant if I don't literally go around and split it into like equal parts for my entire family. Wow. Even if that means that I'm left with like a tiny bit. Okay. Which is really annoying. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, sometimes you want to like, sometimes I'll specifically eat less at the restaurant so that I have it left for lunch the next day. Yeah. And then you like can't have that. So that's kind of a bummer. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that, like post-communist mindset or something. So you can't just like leave it in the fridge and not tell anyone and- no i would get in like so much trouble i mean i'm an adult now i don't really live here anymore but right, like yeah yeah when you were I, I would get like in so much trouble oh wow yeah that's so interesting like it's completely different from my family when really like we do share mm-hmm. everything i guess but it's it's more chill like if my brother brings something home and i see it in there and i want it i'll just like go to him and be like can i eat this and i'll eat the whole thing and like he'll do that to me that's too. nice and usually if one of us brings home something mm. and the other one doesn't ask, then we don't eat the other person's food. Okay. We just leave it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> See, my brother will mm-hmm. do that to me where, like, he'll ask if he can have some of my food. Okay. But he will ask it specifically in front of my mom and he knows that I can't say no. Like, I'm not allowed to say no. So he'll be like, hey, can I, like, have some of the pasta that you brought back from yesterday? And mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll, like, give him the look of, like, oh, no, I really don't. <sighs> And then he'll be like, what, what, can I have some? And I'm like, that's my lunch for tomorrow. Like, do you just want to have a bite to like taste it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, could I have half of it? And then I can like see my mom's like ears perk up. And I'm like, oh. I really want to say that for lunch. And then that's my mistake. And I'll get like a whole spiel about how like, when I was a kid, I would share one egg with my brother and mom wow. kind of thing, you know? Interesting. Interesting. So, Yeah. 
so yeah i'm like really feeling op here like on all of it of just like yeah. i like i just want to have my food sometimes like i yeah. just want to like be excited about this thing that i clearly bought or made for a reason yeah and like eat it that's fair <laughs> i get it i understand yeah yeah mm. <laughs> So yeah, uh, don't steal my chips anymore. <laughs> First like of you all, did on March twenty seventh, twenty twenty three, a day it that will never, live in infamy. It's a complete like I don't even know why you're coming up with this random date. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what a chip thief would say. Did you say, say March twenty eighth? March twenty seventh. Okay. Oh, does that change things? <laughs> <laughs> Where was I, March twenty seventh? We'll find out. We'll update y'all. <gasps> Speaking of updates. What? We have to talk about the earring. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, y'all. Okay. Oh, my God. Listen up, people. <laughs> if you haven't listened to our Halloween episode yet, first of all, you should. We get haunted on camera. It's very fun and also terrifying. But I told a story about a glitch in the Matrix that I hadn't told anyone about before. Tima and all of y'all were the first people I ever told. Um, but essentially, I like lost an earring, and then three months later it found me mm -hmm. like a security guard at work just like tapped me on the shoulder and was like hey you dropped this and my earring was returned to me months later it came back again it came back again it came back again uh last episode mm -hmm. we had a really terrible time like the audio was completely awful it kept going haywire we recorded for legitimately five hours to only get like an hour and a half of content it was really yeah. bad yeah and as we're packing up to leave, like completely dejected, I'm like getting ready to go home. I look on Tima's desk and there's a blue beaded earring sitting on the desk. And I go, Fatima, what the hell is this? And she's like, yeah, did, like, did you leave that there? Like, I saw that like an hour ago. I thought you just like left that there. I just didn't. I just didn't process it. I was like, oh, it's probably Emily. Is she? Yeah. And I was like, one. this is the earring. This is the earring that I lost and the universe returned to me or the earring returned itself to me. And then after that had happened, that the earring got returned to me, I like put it on my earring tree and forgot about it. Like did not touch it, did not wear it, did not use it at all. It has no reason to ever have been in Fatima's house because I never wore it there. And the fact, okay, it wasn't on the floor. It wasn't on like a <laughs> low drawer or anything like that. My drawer is like... It's like on the top of your desk. Yeah, it's like up to my neck, you know? Yeah, like, yeah there's it was no your dresser. Way. Yeah, the dresser. And like, there's no way you can just drop something on there no. without knowing. It was just like, there. like I didn't even have like my bag there. Yeah. So it's not like it like fell out of my bag, which it wouldn't have any reason to have been on my bag or on my person in the first place. Yeah. It was, it was placed there. So yeah, that was really fun. Um... <laughs> If anyone has experience with haunted earrings, finding them, <laughs> please hit us up. I would love to know what to do. Please help my girl out. Yeah. <laughs> you too, girl. You're just as haunted as no. I am now. No, this is affecting both of us. No. Don't even help my girl out. <laughs> you need help I don't too. Think about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> She's like, I am removed from this situation. I'd like to be excluded I'm from the narrative. All of you. <laughs> no, it's, it's both of us problem. now. It's our earring. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, well... Do you have a story for me? Yes. <laughs> Let's switch gears. Something to distract us from yeah. that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this next one is coming from Reddit, and it's coming from r slash Tiffused. <laughs> I was just about to compliment you for, like, how well you're saying all these <laughs> subreddits. Y'all, we struggled 
she struggled like the first three episodes every time she was like r slash what is it (laughs) okay basically that one time you just said this is coming from r slash ass Effort, Emily. No. <laughs> Maybe if you hadn't stolen my chips on March 28th, 2023, Yo, you but because you lying. did. Okay. Stop lying to the internet. Anyways. Right. Okay. Um, so Tifu is um today I fucked up. Mm-hmm. BT dubs. Okay. Today I fucked up by being an asshole on the internet and causing a stranger to get divorced. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, 42 female, fucked up big time. Two weeks ago, on a random Thursday morning at like 1 a.m. Someone started shooting off fireworks in my neighborhood. I've been having bouts of insomnia and was finally able to get to sleep and had to wake up at 4 a.m. for a meeting two hours away that I had to be at at 8 a.m. I was pissed and so were my dogs. I love fireworks, but think there's a time and a place. Mm. Thursday morning at 1 a.m. is not it. I posted to the neighborhood Facebook group a few hours later during a coffee break about people that set off fireworks at 1 a.m. midweek. After I make the long drive home, I check my FB. Some guy comments that I can't sleep because I'm a fat pig. Now, <laughs> I'm chubby, but not sloppy fat. Plus, okay. I just... <laughs> All right, ma'am. <laughs> God, like, it did not make that better. No. Plus, I just lost the equivalent of a fully grown male wombat. Or 54 North American gray squirrels. So I feel fucking awesome about myself. I love that. (laughs) She had me at gray squirrels. Right. I respond to the guy who is maybe mid to late 30s, very early 40s, about the same age group as me. I write in a comment beneath his, listen, guy's name. I'm sorry I had to end things, but I just didn't have the same feelings. What you're saying now is just hurtful and mean. Please stop sending me messages and commenting on my FB posts. It's just a pathetic way to contact me. I told you a dozen times already. We are done. It's over. <laughs> the following day, I had to get to the airport for an out-of-country vacation that had me getting up early and leaving early as hell. So I don't check my Facebook during all the craziness. Also, because I'm only on it sparingly, I don't live on my phone, and when I am, I'm usually on Reddit or TikTok versus Facebook. I could, not ch- <laughs> I could not check my Facebook even if I wanted to. I was on a cruise, not paying $25 a day for internet. And the country we visited didn't really have the greatest Wi-Fi. Besides, I was having a blast leaving the chaos of the world behind. I signed on Monday night and fuck. Apparently, people took this seriously and told his wife. She was freaking out on me, pleading for information, sending me messages. Her and his friends were DMing me. He was DMing me. It was bad. Oh my gosh. The last message was the guy saying I'm a total cunt because I refused to tell the truth and I just destroyed his life. I immediately messaged both him and his wife explaining what happened. I sent pics of me on vacation, even timestamped. Apparently, he is a serial cheater. And when I exposed our affair... I thought you were going to say killer. I thought you were going to say killer. Continue. Sorry. I was like, whoa. (laughs) This took a turn. This took a turn. Continue. Continue. (laughs) Okay. Apparently, he's a serial cheater. And when I exposed our affair, another woman exposed Mm -hmm. her affair with a husband to the wife because... AP was jealous that he had yet another side chick. This was a straw that broke the camel's back because not only of the multiple affairs, but because he humiliated her and how public it was, especially it being a neighborhood group. Yeah, girl. That was, sorry, that was wild. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
about okay first of all love her except for that one sloppy fat comment but love her gray squirrels that was pretty great yo Um, what was the point of that (laughs) she's a creative writer oh yeah that i don't know yeah but love her Mm. an icon Mm. um i will say putting that in a neighborhood group is certainly a choice what the fireworks no the affair joke Oh, like it's Facebook. It's not Reddit. Yeah. Like you have your name attached to it. He has his name attached. You have your photos. He has his photos. You know that you live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Like that's certainly a decision. It was very bold. Yeah. Very bold. I f- yeah. I mean, I think she definitely meant it to come off as a joke, even to everyone in the group. You I think wouldn't so? have read it as a joke. If you don't think I were so? just like scrolling my neighborhood Facebook group for whatever reason. I say this with so much judgment, but like, what is Reddit? Um, <laughs> right. Like literally me on the internet. But if I was just like scrolling through and I read that, I'd be like, <gasps> juicy gossip. Uh, like, and I would tell all my friends. Okay, okay. Like, that's a juicy that. bit of gossip for I can sure. See that. That's so funny that she would do that, though. And, like, That's just, bold. like, forget about it. Yeah. She just, like, posted that, and she's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just going to go on this cruise and forget about it. No, that is so <laughs> bold. Again, love that for her. It is also bold as hell of him to call someone a fat pig, right? again, not anonymously, who lives in your neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, he he had it coming. He had it coming. He absolutely had it coming. I don't feel bad for him at all. No. <laughs> I just think that, like... She's so funny for that. <laughs> no, he definitely had it coming. But yeah. I think, like, I guess, like, if she wanted him to feel bad about saying that, like, mm-hmm. maybe another alternative would have been, like, tagging him on Facebook and being like, hey, everyone, Mike Bobbins, uh, like, called me a fat pig yeah. on Facebook. Like, what a stand-up guy or something like that. Like, publicly yeah. shame him in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think it's cool that, like, other women came out, too. That's wild. I know. Like, the fact that he's a serial cheater. I mean, okay, I feel like if he was a loyal person to his partner, this might have been more messed mm, up. Yeah. But even then, yeah. he had it coming no, with that comment. 100%. Like, like, him being like, you ruined my life. Like, yeah. It's like, eh, why are you insulting it. people on the internet? Like that is so weird. For no reason. She didn't even say anything wrong. Yeah. She I bet they like, were his, his fireworks too. Jerk. What? I bet they were his fireworks too. Maybe. Yeah. He got defensive over it, which is just so immature. I'm just saying, like, he gives off the energy of someone who would shoot off fireworks on a Thursday at one AM. Which Ew. First of all, that's icky. Who does that? That's so confusing. My neighbor, all of my neighbors, literally every single oh. one of them. I'm shocked that they're not doing it right now. All right. Just all the time. In July. No, mm-hmm. in June. Mm-hmm. Starting in June, they start their 4th of July fireworks and they start every single night on June 1st, <laughs> all the way through July 31st. And it gets progressively worse and worse and worse. And then I guess they have leftovers because they keep going until like September. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And my dog is just like cowering in a corner. Oh. So yeah. annoying. No, I remember when my dog would be really scared of that yeah. too. Mm. So I don't know if he was the firework guy, but I'm saying like he has the same energy. You know what? Like, why else would he comment something like that? He must have felt personally attacked, Ugh, or he was just gross. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny though. I feel bad for the wife. That's rough to have that be public yes. in the neighborhood. Yes. I will say, like that is rough, and I don't. Obviously, that was not Op's intention. Like she didn't yeah. see any of this coming at all like i don't blame her again bold choice yeah for sure i don't blame her though so you Um, wouldn't do something like that no not publicly like again maybe like on reddit anonymously i would say like 
wow, get over our affair, Jim. It's over. Okay. But like, again, in a Facebook group, we're using my Facebook profile in a neighborhood group. Uh, <sighs> like, that's a lot. I just don't even touch Facebook with a 10-foot pole, though, to be honest. Oh, wait, yeah, this is Facebook. This is Facebook. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> process that. Like, who? I mean, I don't know. It's fine if you go on Facebook. It's totally no, it's fine. not. No, it's not. No, it's not. If you're it's still on... fine. Okay. It's if fine. You're... All right. All right. If you're still on Facebook, please let us know why. What? No, no. Genuinely. Okay. Hold on. What? Hold on. Okay. Hold yes. on. <laughs> I only made an Insta like two years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Before that, I was a Facebook girly. I didn't even have TikTok. I was a Facebook girly all the way through. Okay. So, so then I'll ask you. I won't ask our audience. I'll ask you. <laughs> why? Like what, like, what do you get out of Facebook? You know what? Genuinely. Okay. It's not that I would necessarily get something mm. out of it. It's more so that, like, that was the only social media okay. that I allowed myself to have because I didn't want to get addicted to other mm, ones. Okay. And you know what? I should have stuck to that mindset because I'm addicted to everything now. Mm, fair. And it's ruining my life. Okay. So. I don't use, yeah. like, social media. Like, I don't really use, like, TikTok or Instagram either. Like, I mm-hmm. have both, but I barely touch them. Mm-hmm. But I just like every time I open it, like this isn't even me trying to be rude of like, oh, Facebook is like chuggy or whatever. Like, oh, that's so like, no, I just genuinely like I open Facebook and I'm just like, like it doesn't do anything for me. Like there's no dopamine rush. Like Mm -hmm. at least with TikTok, I don't love TikTok, but I open it and I'm aware of like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the neurons are firing. Like this is like this is tickling a spot in my brain right now. Do you think Facebook used to do something for you? yes but like a very long time ago yeah so i think with the advent of these new apps yeah that are more fast dopamine mm-hmm. like maybe we've gotten used to it to a point where we don't get dopamine from other sources anymore i think it's the harder thing with facebook is that there's just too much happening like it's like it's so like messy it's just cluttered like i open yeah. it and there's just like the whole sidebar and now there's like there's yeah. the marketplace like I, I think you i think there's like dating or something on facebook yeah. there's like so many things on the side there's yeah. games yeah but then there's like your main page where everyone's like i just got married and also like ah uh, my house got broken into and like these like life updates mixed with like and political stories. memes yeah and photos and then stories yeah and i'm like whoa 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 whoa. like what is going on it feels like so much and then i recently did open facebook up again which is why i like know about all this because i hadn't touched it Uh because i moved and so i was looking through facebook marketplace for like a table yeah and then i realized that there's like your marketplace messenger inbox which is different from your regular messenger inbox so like on the same website you have two places where messages can go i didn't know that and i imagine if you're like dating on facebook you might even have another one and then do the games have chats? Like, yo, I, I forgot about I got I forgot about <laughs> Facebook dating. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, there's it's so much. <laughs> like, yeah, it just okay. it's like stresses me out. I don't know. That's understandable. I don't go on it anymore. So yeah. I think I liked it when it was more simple. When it was just yeah. posts. Do you remember when we were really young mm-hmm. and first getting into Facebook, and it was like the only thing, mm-hmm. and there was like the option to like turn your Facebook into like pirate speak. No. Do you remember this? You could change the language on your Facebook. So you could have it be like in Spanish or in Portuguese. And then there was one option where you could have your Facebook be in pirate. And it would just be like, our mateys, see what your friends be up to. And we all thought it was like super cool. We all? Who's who's we all? Me and the cool kids. I don't know what you were doing. Okay. I was not. Clearly not being cool. (laughs) 
I'm like, I was so cool because I used Facebook in pirate mode. Yeah, yeah clearly. So cool. <laughs> oh, right. gosh. So we have very different definitions, apparently. Yeah. Is this a good time to talk about our obsession? Yeah, you first. Okay. So uh, last episode, we introduced our weekly obsessions. So we're going to keep it going. Um, we love a tangent and we love a structured tangent. So welcome <laughs> to our structured tangent. Um, this week, I'm obsessed with mining. Mm, okay. I would like to be a miner. Oh. Yes. That's a change. All I'm right, like it. legitimately considering like running away to Colorado and becoming an aquamarine miner. Okay. I need you to elaborate. <laughs> no no leaving it there you next um, <laughs> that's all okay 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 i don't know how this happened so as a kid my special interest was mm -hmm. definitely gemstones like gems and minerals okay i had a very intense rock collection okay my mom also made jewelry mm -hmm. um so i would go with her to like gem expos and because i was like a small cute child who had this special interest mm -hmm. people would just like gift me like geodes and like cool stuff like that so i had actually a very impressive rock collection okay all right and then I grew out of it. It went away. Mm -hmm. um, but I work at a museum. And so I recently started, like, training on gems and minerals and, like, learning more about them again. And it's kind of come back. So, like, for research purposes, I fell down a rabbit hole. So I started learning about gemstones again. Mm -hmm. And then I started learning about mining. Okay. And, like, specifically, like, how gemstones grow and how they are mined. Okay. And what the heck, dude? What the actual heck? Okay. Okay. I'm going to get comfortable because this is this is crazy. How do you think gemstones and crystals grow? Like if I told you that we're going to an aquamarine mine tomorrow, how would you imagine that we would find the aquamarine? Are they not underground? Like in rocks? One would assume so. No. What? Okay. Yeah. What, what? One would assume. That's what okay. I thought. I imagine like a cave. With, like, the crystals, like, growing no, off the thing. No, like, I mean, like, aren't they in rocks? Like, you have to, like, chip away mm. to get to them? That's a, that's a fair thought. Okay. So okay, I think, so like, some that. gemstones are. Okay. But apparently aquamarine. Okay. It's, there's this mine. It's on YouTube. There's this, like, mine that is just, like, a giant sandy mountain. Okay. And it's literally, like, soft, silty, like, beach-looking sand. Okay. And they just, like, go through the sand, like, really gently and, like, scoop away sand. And they'll just find, like, fully formed, gorgeous crystals just sitting in the sand, not even attached to anything. Oh. Like, cartoon-looking crystals. What? In clusters. Just sitting there. Okay, they'll wait. just, like, squirt it with water, and they're like, oh, look, another one. So these are specific gemstones? Aquamarine? This is aquamarine. It's, like, one specific gemstone. Okay. Okay. So it's a type of... Okay. Yeah. Okay. But this gemstone apparently just, like, is in this pile of sand in Colorado, and oh. it just, like, grows... Like that. Like, it's not attached to a rock or anything. It's just sitting there. Wait, that's so cool. I'm obsessed. So then I fell down a rabbit hole, obviously. And I was like, is it just aquamarine? Like, what are mm -hmm. other stones up to? Yeah. And now I really want to go to South Carolina because <laughs> apparently in the Carolinas, like, it's very rich in sapphire and ruby. Okay. And apparently, like, people are just, like, digging foundations to build a new house. And, like, again, in the mud. They're just finding, like, gigantic, oh, like, fist-sized rubies and sapphires. Not attached to anything. They're not actively mining for them. They're just, like, got to dig out my foundation, and there's just, like, a, a sapphire there. What? I didn't... I had no idea. It's so crazy. That could happen. It's so crazy. 
Like, I'm sure that there are other stones that are obviously very difficult yeah. to mine and, like, require, like, dynamite and, like, all these other things. Yeah. But I'm just shocked by the these stones that just, like, sit in, like, mud and sand and just, like, wait to be yeah picked up. Like, that's so crazy to me. And they're mostly fully, like... Uh... Yeah, they're full. They're just crystals. And, like, people so in the crazy. comments on the South Carolina video were like, oh, I remember growing up in, like, X town in South Carolina and going down and playing in the river with my friends and just like finding rubies and sapphires. And what? Like, what? Like, what? Like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, how do I sign up immediately? Wow. Wait, okay. So I always thought it was really fascinating how people would sift for gold yeah. in rivers. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really cool. That was always something I wanted to do. Yeah. But this seems so much cooler to find like fully formed gemstones do you want to go to colorado with me should we do this should we go to colorado and find aquamarine do we have access to these areas we have to contact the guy it's like a guy who owns the sandy mountain and he's also a youtuber so like one day so does he just let like let people sometimes he's done it a couple times but like all the people who work for him Uh they're like contracted so they come for the summer and they just, like, mine. Again, I'm, like, saying mine in quotes because mine makes me think of, like, pickaxes and stuff. But they're literally right. just, like, digging through sand. Like, the labor isn't too harsh. It's a hike. It's, like, a really tall mountain and it's very cold. Okay. So it's, like, every okay. day they have to do this extreme hike up to the mountain. Okay, but you're not, like, but then laboring they're just, like, away from No, them. they're okay. just finding them. Like, just sitting there. And so at the end of the season, like, all of his workers basically get to keep half of what they find. Can we? Can we try to do this? That's what I'm saying. Like, let's go. Let's go to Colorado or South Carolina. Okay. All right. Sounds pretty fun. This seems like an adventure. Yeah. There's also a tourmaline mine in San Diego. What's tourmaline? It's another stone. Okay. There's a tourmaline mine. It's like a pink and green stone. Yeah. Do we have access to that? You have to pay a day fee, $75 a day. I've (gasps) fully looked into this. Then it's just all the tourmaline you can get is yours. And you just sift. Mm -hmm. It's not like... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so much easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so shocked right now. Why did you lead with that? Well, because aquamarine is cooler, I think. Okay, yeah, I think than tourmaline. But we can, we can, you know, do this okay. first and then step up to the aquamarine, okay. right? Like, make it a thing. <laughs> a year from now, we're just like fully like dripping and like we're gemstones. Miners. <laughs> we're just miners. We've dropped everything. <laughs> no, it's to the point that like, I, what was that? Some the other day, I like heard someone on the radio like say something about like miners. Uh huh. Like, like minors like voting or something, <laughs> and it was like minors like children. And I, my first thought I was like, why are they talking about minors? Like that's so weird because I'm fully just like ready to get, grab my pickaxe and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm ready. It's for a different audience, clearly. Like send me down to the mines. My goodness, I'm so obsessed. No, that would be so fun because I'm always looking for an adventure where we can like find things. You know, like okay, mining. I mining. really okay. Yes, mining, but I also want to like forage. For mushrooms, yes. I would love to forage with you. Forage friend. so bad. <laughs> it's like one of my lifelong dreams yes. to go out and forage and like grill these mushrooms in the woods. <sighs> Say less. Say less. As long as they're not poisonous. Knowing me, yeah, that's true. <laughs> knowing me, that's I would true. pick like the most poisonous shit and just scarf that oh down. Oh gosh, I would but love yeah. to forage. I also want yeah. a rock hound and like fossil hound. Like look for fossils and rocks and stuff. Oh yeah, anything like that. Yeah, it's just so fun, like finding things, right? <sighs> so cool. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's mine. Let's just be hunter gatherers, honestly. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your obsession, friend? All right, so mine is 
milk. <gasps> milk. <laughs> Specifically, the difference between American milk and European milk. Ooh, okay. All right, so there's a couple of differences between these two types of milk, mm -hmm. okay, and these two types of cows. Oh, okay. So the first one is something that I feel like a lot of people know. Okay. It's the BST growth hormone, right? It is something that's banned in Europe, mm. but it's allowed here. Um, so most cows here are treated with BST, and this essentially increases bacterial infections in mm. cows. So when we drink that milk, it affects us badly, right? Okay. Um, and organic is a different thing, but like most people drink normal milk mm -hmm. with BST in it, whereas it's not the same in Europe. Second point is the way it's pasteurized. So in Europe, it's pa pasteurized as UHT, which mm -hmm. is ultra high temperature. Okay. And here it's pasteurized with HTSD, which is high temperature, short time. Okay. Okay. And like the reason why the temperature is super high here when pasteurizing is to kill all the bacteria from bst treated cows okay yeah but this in turn makes the milk expire much quicker interesting yeah so one thing i noticed when i was in europe is people would leave milk out yeah for like days and i was like oh my god why are they doing that it's gonna get spoiled it's gonna go yeah. bad no it doesn't it lasts so much longer mm -hmm. over there than it does here here you have to immediately put it in the fridge mm. right and I think, like, the most important part about this is, like, the genetic difference in cows here versus in Europe. Okay. So there's this one protein that all cows have, which is beta casein, okay? And this protein specifically has, like, 229 amino acids. And the 67th amino acid is mutated for cows in America. Hmm. Yeah. So... The normal version of that amino acid is proline, which is the one that Europe has. Okay. But here, the mutated version, it turns it into histidine. Okay. Little segue. <laughs> There's this one fragment called BCM7. Okay. It's a protein fragment. When it's released into the bloodstream, it causes autoimmunity in our bodies. Mm. So that means, like, our body is, like, fighting against yeah. our own body. Yeah. And that's where you get, like gut issues and acne and all of that stuff okay, okay so proline that one amino acid of this protein mm -hmm. which is the one, the one in, in europe, europe. like okay. the normal version yeah that one inhibits bcm7 from going into the bloodstream mm. whereas histidine doesn't interesting yeah so is that why some people get their acne triggered by milk yes and have a lot of gut issues with the milk here versus when they go to europe follow-up question yeah. okay i have my best friend mm -hmm. is someone who fully has cut out dairy okay. right because like dairy really triggers acne in them would she be okay if she only consumed like european cheeses because she's cut out mm. like milk but also cheese right it could like be. if she consumed like cheese that was imported from like France and Italy, would that be fine? Do you think? I have like I don't know specifically, right? Because so like I think milk reacts differently in different people's bodies. Yeah, but it would be a good try because the milk, the cows are literally different in Europe than they are right. here. Okay, follow up. Yeah, two. When you say the cows are different, is that because like it's a different species of cow, or is that because 
there's been some sort of like genetic like there, there's less genetic diversity here it's genetic mutations essentially okay. like here they are more mutated especially with that beta casein like that's like a very important protein in cows so why um, don't they bring cows from europe to like that's a great increase question. genetic diversity that's a freaking great question i don't know why is all of our food poisoned dude big acne tretinoin <laughs> exactly is collaborating with the dairy farms exactly. you're here first bro i wouldn't be surprised yeah i wouldn't be surprised Big derma, man. Big yeah. derma. I bet you, I bet you more people here use acne treatments than in Europe. Oh, I bet. Well, because yeah. I, I mentioned my one friend, but I actually know many people yes. who've cut out dairy. Yeah. Specifically citing acne. Myself included. Me I did. Too. I, Me I'm too. back on dairy now because mm-hmm. your girl loves cheese. <laughs> but <laughs> I there were like three or four months where I fully cut out dairy. Yeah. No, it's it reacts badly for me. So when I was in Europe, I was eating ice cream every mm. single day. Like, I was consuming so much dairy. My skin had never been clearer. Yeah. But as soon as I come here, I start drinking milk and doing all the stuff that I was doing in Europe, but with uh-huh. American food Yeah. and produce, no. My skin just, like, broke out like crazy, and, like, I was having gut issues. Yeah. So I had to cut out dairy again. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I, I knew about, like, the pasteurization thing. Yeah. Um. Also, because I, I looked this up once because my mom is from Romania mm-hmm. and she was used to like getting milk from the cows on her farm. Yeah. And my mom loves buttermilk. Mm-hmm. Right. But buttermilk is like kind of expensive yeah. here and she doesn't drink it that often. So she's like, why don't I just do what I used to do back home, which is leave the milk out and let it curdle and turn oh. into buttermilk. And so multiple times, I do not know how she hasn't gotten sick. She hasn't gotten sick, people. Dang. But she has fully left milk out on purpose. Skip ahead, please, if you have a weak stomach. But she has left milk out on purpose to curdle so that she could drink the quote unquote buttermilk. And I had I would beg her. Me and my dad would be like, please don't. Please do not drink that. And she would drink it and she'd have this like look on her face of like, mmm. And you know when like someone like wants to prove a point, but it's yeah. not actually good. Yeah. That face of like, mmm, just like home, but like eye twitching. And I had to Google it. I was like, to try to prove her wrong. I was yeah. like, mom, the milk in the US is not the same as the milk in Europe, especially like raw milk from your farm. Yes. The pasteurization is different. Mm-hmm. And so when milk curdles here, like it's not curdling in the same it's way as it does bad. there. It's just straight up bacteria yeah. Yeah. versus like yeast or whatever. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know the science, but like whatever yeah. is making it turn into buttermilk in Europe. Yeah. It's it's different. It's just yeah. completely so it's different. like you're just drinking expired milk. Oh my god, that's so she never got sick, but I'm she's glad she didn't get doing sick. It but yeah, that's that's so gross. So <laughs> she was bad. like, mm, buttermilk, oh, like no. Mama used to make, and I was like, Mom, put it no. away. <laughs> it's like super unhinged. That's so disturbing. <laughs> I just like watching her like literally drink no. like curdled milk from the gallon. Does she still do it? No, she stopped. Thank god. I, like, had to fully, like, Google it, like, break down the science to her yeah. and be like, do not do this. Yeah. <sighs> it would stress me out. I'd be like, you're going to literally get sick. You saved her. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Terrifying. That's yeah, super interesting. That's insane. But also, like, okay. Like, also, organic milk. Mm. It's kind of the same thing here, which I don't really understand because they don't use the growth hormone. But the pasteurization process, I believe, is still different because I think there's yeah. a law in the U.S. that it has to be pasteurized. That way the that pasteurization you're is the same. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I guess the expiration is still the same. Um, so, but like, it shouldn't. That's the thing. Like, 
it shouldn't affect our bodies like that. It mm. has to be the genetic mutations. Although, you know, milk isn't even actually good for us. Yeah, we're like, not meant to drink It's milk. all like a scam. Yes. Like the whole like got milk thing. Like we're mm-hmm. literally the only animals that A, drink milk after being children. Yep. And B, drink like another animal's milk. Like that's super yeah. weird if you think about it. And that's what the majority... <laughs> it is weird. And also like the majority of us are lactose intolerant yeah. because we're not supposed yeah. to drink it after a certain age but i do love cheese <laughs> i do love cheese and you know yeah. i don't even drink milk either mm-hmm. but every once in a while i'll just like like probably once a year mm-hmm. i'll crave milk like normally i'm like i'm an almond milk oat milk girl i try to avoid almond milk because it's bad for the environment yeah so i'm mostly like an oat milk girly yeah but every once in a while i'm just like dude i want a giant bowl of cereal with milk in it and it yeah. just hits or just like a cold glass of milk with oreos there's nothing like it. There's genuinely nothing like a cold glass of milk with Oreos. No, I can't do cold milk. What? It has to be warm. Oh. Or steaming. Okay, fair. Steamed milk yeah. is good. Yeah. But a cold... Have you had, like, a cold glass I'd, of milk? I'm, I'm like, like, have you had Oreos? <laughs> have you heard of this new cookie? No, but have you tried, like, warm milk with Oreos? Uh, warm milk, yes, but not with Oreos. It melts. It, like... It so softens cold milk. it so well. Ew, cold milk? No. All right, let us know. That's warm or cold milk with Oreos? <laughs> and, you know, almond milk... Or oat milk, any plant milk with Oreos is not the same. Like, it weirdly does not, like, penetrate the cookie. Mm, like, I'll yeah. dip my Oreo in it for, yeah. like, a full minute, and it's still just, like, a hard Oreo, but, like, wet. Why is that? I don't know. Because Oreos are vegan, so I was going to say, like, maybe the protein with the protein. Mm. Hmm. Join us next week as we discuss the science of Oreos <laughs> New and <obsession>. milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting, though. I did actually just watch a video this week about... Mm. It was something like every species of cow mm-hmm. in the world. And it like went through all the cow species oh, in the world. It was very interesting. I love cows. Cows are really good. They're so cute. Yeah. My mom's favorite cow. Sorry. My mom's favorite, <laughs> Emma's, my mom's favorite cow is animal. My mom's favorite animal is, is actually a cow. Oh. Back to my mom. It's a very mom heavy episode. Oh. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> now I just really want to like forage for mushrooms and drink milk yeah. that I've like squeezed from a teat. What right. is it called? What the way it? you said that, I don't know. You didn't have to I say genuinely, that. Okay, well, how, okay, what? How else was squeezed I supposed to say from it? A teat? How else was I supposed to say it? Listen, freshly like, squeezed milk. Okay, it's not an. You orange. had to say squeezed from a teat. No, I'm trying to. Okay, what I'm trying to. What I'm, <laughs> okay, let me save this. What I'm trying to say is. <laughs> I want the process. Like, I want to approach a cow with a pail. Okay. And to be like, hello, cow. And then, <laughs> like, I want to do that and then drink yeah. that milk. Okay. Like, same, I want to live, like, a farm lifestyle same, for, like, same, a minute. Same. Don't you still... So, you, you can just drink milk straight from a cow? Yeah. Oh. I think there might be, like, a risk factor. <laughs> yeah. Like, with, like, eggs, right? Like Yeah. Eggs, like, there's technically always a risk for, like, salmonella, right? But yeah. I think if you, like, know where the cow is from and you yeah. know that the farm is clean, like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Because my, okay. yeah, my mom grew up, and many That's people true, yeah. who grew up on farms, like, do that their whole life. Yeah. Um, but back to my point, because I really need to save myself here. What is that called? Utter. No. <laughs> I'm utterly disappointed. No, but, like, what, what, how else would you say, like, I guess I, just, I want to milk a cow is probably what I could have said. <laughs> that, that That's what I that's, said you could say. 
You didn't I say that. I said something like you that. You did not say that. I definitely did You said you something. could squeeze the cow. You said I want freshly squeezed milk <laughs> with extra pulp. That's what you said. <laughs> I shouldn't have said squeeze a teat, though. I apologize to was, any cows listening. It was still was, better like, than really squeeze intense. the teat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I love that, though. That was my favorite thing you said ever. Oh, good. <laughs> Let it be known, but today I said I would like to squeeze a cow's teat. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is coming from Reddit. Uh, it is called, Am I the asshole for telling my niece she looked pretty? My 32 female stepsister Kate, 34 female, has always had a complex about physical appearance. It caused a lot of issues for her and all of us over the years and stopped her and I really having a relationship. She got therapy in her mid-twenties and eventually got to the point of what she calls aesthetic neutrality, which means she never comments on anyone's appearance and we are asked not to comment on hers, positively or negatively. Fair enough. She enforces this with her seven-year-old daughter, Zara, as well. She asked from the time Zara was born that we never make comments relating to Zara's appearance, even if it was nice things. Everyone in the family normally follows this. A few days ago, we were all visiting my parents' country house for the weekend, and Zara and my five-year-old, Anya, were playing dress-up. They came downstairs, and my daughter ran over to me and my husband to show us the outfit, and we said she looked beautiful in her dress. My husband took Anya to get a snack, and Zara came over to me looking pretty dejected and asked if she looked pretty as well. Hmm. Maybe it was just me being too soft, but I couldn't look at her and not answer, given that she'd asked me directly. So I said, yes. Her face lit up and she left the room to get a snack as well. Kate immediately rounded on me, telling me I was undermining her parenting, Mm. and I know we're not supposed to make those kinds of comments. She said disregarding her wishes as a mother was bad enough, but lying to Zara is even worse and is going to set her up for failure in the future as she measures everything by appearances when she isn't good looking. I understand where Kate is coming from. I really do. And I said as much but I just didn't have strength to say anything else when Zara was standing right there. Mm. Kate is now mad at me and saying she isn't sure she wants me babysitting until I can respect her choices on how to raise her kid. My stepdad and mother are on my side, but my husband says I probably should have just redirected Zara to her mother, given what Kate is like, and I probably did mess up a little bit. Was I that wrong? Again, I do understand where Kate is coming from, but in the moment, I just don't think I handled it that terribly. Mm. wait so what was the reason why kate didn't want anyone complimenting or like saying anything yeah she said kate has always had a complex about physical appearance Mm -hmm. Uh, she got therapy in her mid-20s and eventually got to the point of what she calls aesthetic neutrality so she asks that no one ever comment on her appearance positively or negatively and she asks the same thing for her kid Mm. Mm. like i understand where she's coming from but in a situation like that, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And also, her kid came up and asked if she looked nice, too. Yeah. She clearly wanted that kind of compliment. And if if that kid is watching all of the other kids around her get complimented, mm-hmm. and she's the only one not getting that mm-hmm. she's gonna think that there's something wrong with her yeah so. zara's not growing up in a vacuum yeah 
if it was a vacuum, it would be different. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, like like you said, it's just not. Yeah. That's just not the case. I think she's going to grow up with a lot of confidence issues. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's crazy because like Kate reached this decision for herself after having a lot of trauma about her own appearance and mm-hmm. going to therapy. And then she decided like, this is how I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. Fine. Zara is a, a baby. I mean, you have a chance to literally start over and to raise your kid yeah. without some of that trauma. Obviously, yeah. like some things are going to happen that mm-hmm. you can't control. But like you can try to like not let her like go down that path yeah and so you're almost already starting her off like with a complex Mm, because again she's going to hear other people like we live again not how we live in a society but like we're going to hear other people constantly being referred to by their looks yeah you're going to see the magazines talking about kim kardashian like you're going to see all of this Mm -hmm. so then she's going to start to wonder well why doesn't anybody tell me i'm pretty exactly you know like and again if you literally call her cousin beautiful right next to her like she's gonna feel some type of way and the fact that she asked if she looked beautiful too means that she's craving that Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i just think it's like it's it's not setting zara up for success at all yeah it's not and also like okay as a Mm grown-up you're able to make that choice for yourself Mm -hmm. right but as a child yeah it's you shouldn't be making that kind of choice for a child. No. Like, they deserve to... You have to encourage your child. Exactly. Like, that's how they gain confidence. Mm-hmm. If you just leave them without that, they won't have confidence yeah. in what they do. And I think you can, like... If you don't want her to be, like, obsessed with her looks, like, yeah. I think you can do it in other ways. Like, you can say, Sorry, you look so beautiful. And then also say things like, That color... Oh, my God. I was about to say something crazy. Um... <laughs> No, it just was going to sound so stupid. I'll say it. You can say something like, Zara, you look so beautiful in that dress. And like the color of the dress brings out the vibrance of your spirit or something. I don't know. But like, you know what I mean? Like not like just make it about like Zara's hot and her cousin is not or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like related back to her. Compliment her personality. Yeah. You can say like, oh, that dress like makes sense because like you're my little princess and you're wearing a princess dress or even just like compliment other things about her. Yeah. Like make sure that you call her smart as many times as you call her pretty. You call her talented as many times as you call her pretty. So make the compliments more meaningful. Yeah. And and match them with like combine them with other compliments too. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't just say like never say anything about her appearance literally ever. Yeah, that's kind of wild. And like I I don't think a therapist would even suggest no, that i don't think so for a well, child then she's gonna be like like how is she going to develop like a sense of style like how is she she's gonna be so confused growing up as she like goes shopping with her mom for clothes and her mom is like zara which like color shirt do you want zara's gonna be like i, I don't know yeah like, I, like what looks good on me like wh- what am i like yeah. i haven't ever even looked in the mirror like oh zara yeah. what haircut do you want do i even have hair like yeah. i feel like i would be so confused as yeah. a child like never being told anything about my parents yeah i agree i agree yeah that's wild Uh, The comments are agreeing with us. Um, Somebody says something which I actually did not pick up on the first time I read it. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry. Someone said, um, she is not preventing Zara from conforming to women's worth equals aesthetics. She is passing on her insecurities to her daughter, which is just going to be as problematic down the line. Mm. Also, she straight up called her daughter ugly. This is not aesthetic neutrality she at all. She did. She did call her daughter ugly. She, she literally did. said, 
Disregarding her wishes as a mother was bad enough, but lying to Zara is even worse and is going to set her up for failure in the future if she measures everything by appearances when she isn't good looking. Like, how do you say that about your own child? She literally said, don't call Zara pretty when she's not. That's so gross. That's so gross. Some people shouldn't be moms. Yeah, that's, that's just so... Like, I just think you gotta you gotta take care of your own stuff and you gotta like realize like what you can and cannot like pass on to your children yeah and like that is your trauma like you should want to specifically make sure that zara does not get that trauma and she's i I mean she's trying trying. in her own way but like you have to be reasonable too and take into account that your child is not growing up in a vacuum Mm -hmm. you know you have to think about it from their perspective not just from yours yeah yeah also, a lot of people say that, like, this isn't even aesthetic neutrality, which, to be fair, I'm not, like, super familiar with the concept, mm-hmm. um, but people say, like, this isn't actually the definition of aesthetic neutrality. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Someone says, teaching her aesthetic neutrality would be teaching her to accept the way she looks as part of family his- history, ethnic characteristics, or something to the effect of, we are a unique sum of small differences. Aesthetic mm. neutrality is not about being not ugly or not beautiful. It's about it not mattering because you're content and respect you in the way others look. Mm. Okay. And someone else says, yep, I think there's beauty in learning you are the sum of your ancestors or each physical trait you have was passed down because two people love those traits in each other, which is really cute. Um, yeah. Except for arranged marriages. That's a whole other rabbit hole, girl. <laughs> That's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> um, someone says, I would be concerned, especially about what happens if Zara grows up to be extremely pretty. Would Kate end up being one of those moms that is clearly jealous of her daughter? Mm. I think so. Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And OP agrees. OP says, I do think if Zara turns out to be pretty, there will be issues. Kate was a nightmare to me for our teenage years because I was more conventionally attractive. And she was awful to my mother for the same reason. Yeah, so it sounds like Kate hated OP and their mom for being like conventionally beautiful. Mm. Okay, then that begs the question. Mm. Do you think that her intentions for Zara were pure from the beginning? I think she thinks they are. Mm. Like, I don't think she's actively thinking like, I'm going to make Zara not know whether she's pretty so that if she turns out more beautiful than me, like, she won't. That is some, like, good Disney villain shit. (laughs) Now that I think about it, maybe she doesn't have good intentions. Yeah. No, but I think, like, I think sometimes people, like, aren't aware of the depths of their trauma. Like, she knew Mm -hmm. that she had issues and she went to therapy to try to work through them. And Mm -hmm. she thinks that she has worked through them. Like, Mm -hmm. she thinks that, like, she's found a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And maybe she has. Like, it works for her. But I don't think she's aware of, like, how deep it runs mm. and, like, the fact that, like, she is putting this onto her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, honestly, especially when someone, like, has worked through their trauma to an extent and mm-hmm. has found a coping mechanism that works for them, like, telling her that she's, like, doing more harm than good, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a truth she would accept. Mm. Like, I think she could definitely say something like, well, I've been to therapy and I've done the work and you haven't, okay. so leave me alone. Yeah, because she does seem a bit stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, so. And it, and it is hard, like, to give her credit, I guess. Like, it is really hard to, like, be in therapy for years and have put all this work in to deal with yourself and then to be told that you're, like, actively harming someone else. Yeah. Especially if you don't mean to and especially if it's someone you love. Like, yeah. 
wow, that's a hard pill to swallow. It is, but it's worth it when it's yeah. your child. Yeah. Sometimes that's you true. kind of have to put your pride aside and um, listen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she has bad intentions, though. But yeah, I mean, like, intent like versus outwardly. impact, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, outwardly, probably not, but maybe it's more subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, oh, gosh. if I, I definitely think it's possible that, like, if Zara turns out really pretty, like... Yeah. And even if she, like... Whether or not Zara turns out some type of way, like, I do wonder if Kate hears even just Zara being called pretty and, like, mm-hmm. is triggered. Like, hears Zara being called pretty and is, like, thinking back to when she was also six years old and wasn't called pretty. Mm. Like, I wonder if that's triggering for her as well. Yeah. Like, I didn't get to have that experience. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's very tricky. I don't know, but I, I think, like, what do you think Opie should do? Should she kind of, like like wipe her hands of the situation and just not say anything and just be like, okay, Kate, I'll respect your wishes. Or is it worth intervening? If I was her, I probably would. I would probably, I would probably say something, but only once. Cause Mm. you know, if she doesn't want to listen, she's not going to listen. The more you tell her, yeah, she's probably going to get pushed further and further away from that. So that's true. I would say it once. And if it doesn't work out, then there's nothing much I could do about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would probably try to say something once, but yeah. it's hard, especially if, like, you are the villain in Kate's mind. Like, mm-hmm. if you were, like, the pretty sister. Yeah. And Kate was always, like, being compared to you. Like, yeah. I can't imagine she would take that message no, well. She wouldn't. Yeah. Like, she would probably think, oh, you don't understand where I'm coming yeah. from, so why would I listen to you? Exactly. Like, yeah. easy for you to say when you're pretty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's really tough. Yeah. I hope for Zara's sake she kind of starts listening to other opinions. I agree. I hope when Zara gets older, she realizes that, like, her mom's take is not the end-all be-all. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Hopefully before, like, damage is done. Yeah. Another thing that somebody mentioned Mm -hmm. in the comments, though, Mm -hmm. is she is setting up her daughter to, later in life, be seduced by the first creep that calls her pretty to get in her pants and makes her (sighs) feel good about herself. And that's true, too. Like I didn't even think about that. Like... When other people call her pretty, it's going to mean so much more because she's clearly craving that. Yeah. And, like, and not even, like, some creep who, like, does it on purpose, but even, like, the first boy in high school who's like, oh, yeah. Zara's so pretty. She's going to be like, him. Yeah. Or the first, like, mean person in high school who's like, Zara's so ugly. Zara mm-hmm. has a big pimple, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to be like, what? Because she has, she's going to have such a weak sense of self. Yeah. So she's going to draw that from other people. Yeah. And stick to them because of that, you know? Mm. It's really sad. Yeah, I hope the sister's able to talk to Kate somehow. I hope so that, too. Yeah. It, the more you, like, uh, peel back the layers of the onion, it's like there's, like, so much damage potentially being yeah. done. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. And confidence is everything. It is. And it's so hard to, like, undo when you've had a, a weak foundation. Yeah. In yeah. that. Like, those kinds of traumas are, like... Traumas to your sense of self are just like so difficult to yeah. like. Undo. Like it's doable, but it shouldn't have to be done. Yeah. If it's avoidable. Yeah. You know? so, Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a sad note to wrap yeah. on. But you know what? We can't end every episode with a happy. That's ending. true. So, what we can do is call all of our bed buddies at home. Bed buddies? BBs? BDs? Mm-hmm. Be- mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. But yeah. what we can do <laughs> is call all of you beautiful because mm-hmm. you are. Um, 
And don't let anyone tell you differently. Don't let anyone tell you differently. You're beautiful and you have great taste if you made it to the end of this episode. (laughs) If you dipped out in the first 30 minutes. You have issues. I have a different opinion. No, I'm just kidding. You're all beautiful. (laughs) You won't hear this anyway, though, so whatever. (laughs) But with that, sleep tight and don't let the bed buds bite. Don't let the bed buds bite. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. Stay beautiful.